and welcome to the Holistic Mindset Podcast. I am your host, Karen. I am a registered nurse who decided to make a bigger impact through health and mindset coaching. Here on this podcast, we'll be talking about all things mind, body, and manifestation. So let's get right into it. This is going to be a very vulnerable episode for me, I think. I'm going to be chatting about things I wish I could tell my younger self. And these are going to tie into lessons that had arised over my late teens, early 20s that I'd really struggled with. And, you know, things I would go back in time and tell my younger self. And maybe you might even still be in some of these situations that I will chat about. And I really hope that me being vulnerable and sharing my previous experiences and what I would now tell myself being more older and experienced and into self-development now, it might be helpful for you to tune into this episode and see if you can get something out of it. I've listed four things here so far that had immediately kind of come to mind before this episode. And I'm going to kick it off with the first one that I would go back and tell my younger self for is stop seeking external validation. I was in constant pursuit, literally constant pursuit of seeking external validation from everyone. This was family. It was friends. It was guys, right? I wanted any kind of external validation to make me feel good about myself and make me feel worthy about myself. And it was really horrible that I had to live that way for so long when I was more naive and not understanding that I should be creating my own worth and my own happiness within myself. I shouldn't be relying on other people to tell me and to love me and make me feel good about myself. Because if anything, that's really toxic in a relationship, whether romantic or not. For me to expect other people to make me feel good about myself is toxic. And sadly, I still see that around a lot where specifically in romantic relationships where the the woman is still insecure about themselves and they constantly rely on their partner to make them feel better about themselves. Now, this is not to say that your partner should not make you feel good about yourself because absolutely that's what it should be about. But it's when it's solely relied on that person to make you feel good. And I think what I would tell myself if I could go back in time is to not like that is not the only way to feel good. I truly thought that how other people made me felt was the only way I could feel good. And so I would say to myself to spend more time alone 
and do things that I love and enjoy and really get to know myself and find the beauty in my alone time and time for myself because it hasn't been now until I'm older, I'm 24 now, to realize that I used to hate being alone. You know what? This was even probably still up to the time of two years ago. COVID, oh my God, COVID was horrible because I could not go out anywhere. I couldn't like go out with friends, go out on dates. I couldn't like go out and do anything to kind of distract me and make me feel externally validated and happy. And during COVID was really hard for me in that aspect during the early stages of COVID when it was quite bad here in Australia. And it made me really, really lonely and unhappy. And I realized now it was because, yeah, I was relying too much on external things, external validation, external happiness external distractions to feel good like if I had a weekend where I didn't have any plans I would panic I would panic if I wasn't always busy and distracted because that's how badly I did not want to spend time alone to myself now bloody love when I get a weekend to myself I love not having plans because I'm like yes finally time for myself time where I can do something that I love And I don't have to worry about anyone else, right? And what caused that shift was me realizing that I needed to love myself more and that I had a lot of self-worth within myself and appreciating myself for that. That's probably been the biggest, the biggest lesson I have learned and wish I could tell my younger self. Another thing that I struggled with a lot was um, always thinking that things were happening to me and very much playing into that victim mindset. And this was because I just didn't know any better. And even though I do absolutely love my family, they very much also had adapted this victim mindset of like, oh, of course, this is happening to me again oh, why can't I ever get a break? You know, that sort of thing was what I was exposed to quite a lot. So when things would arise in my life, I would play the victim card and be really distraught and very much take, like, of course, this would happen to me, blah, 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 blah. And it really just spiraled me into just really into a depressive state. Because I just thought things, just shit things kept happening to me, happening to me, sorry. Shit things kept happening to my family. And I was like, great, this is what my life is. All these things are horribly happening to me all the time. And just playing so victim to it. And not realizing that I had the power to change perspective, had the power to attract better things in my life. And I guess... If I could go back now, I would literally just shake myself, (laughs) shake myself and say, Karen, stop. (laughs) This, this is you causing this. You are attracting this, right? Where is the lesson? You're not seeing the lesson in this. You're not trying to learn or grow from it. 
I was stuck in this fixed idea that I was a victim to my life. And it wasn't until I really kind of broke free from my environment and got into self-development and realized that I was causing these things to happen to me in my life. And that was really quite life-changing to switch the perspective of things aren't happening to me. Things are happening for my learning experience, for my journey of life. And I can either choose to stick with that way of thinking or I can choose a way to grow from it, to learn from it and to know better for next time, do better for next time, approach it better for next time as well too. It's so easy to fall into this idea of life is shit and all these shit things happen. Of course, this would happen, blah, 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 blah. But it's a matter of like, is that how you want to choose to live your life? And I know people will have something to say about that and say, well, how am I supposed to change my circumstances? And like, this is all the shit things that happened. And I was brought up in this family and I have this much amount of money and I have this restriction. I have this obstacle. These things are happening to me because of the government. And this is not to say that we don't have a political issue, that we don't have a socioeconomical issue that is fucking over a lot of people right now. But at the end of the day, it's a matter of looking at it and thinking, okay, what is in my control? What do I have control over right now to change how I'm feeling? Can I make steps to change this? Or is this going to have to just be a change that I make within myself? And having that change in perspective of, okay, is this in my control? what is in my control and go from there and not play and fall to victim and spiral down into this negativity. If you are tuning into this, then you're probably the type of person who really wants to create change and create abundance in your life. If this sounds like you, then keep listening because I have an amazing offer for you where you can get one-on-one support with me for a three-month coaching term and we can really dive deep into how we can get you from where you are now to your ultimate dreams and desires and to a place where you feel confident and into your power to overcome anything and succeed in any area that you want. If you are ready to step into your full potential and really create a life full of abundance for yourself, then follow the link in the show notes below for where you can apply for one-on-one coaching with me. I hope to see you in there. Another thing I have here on my list is I was very much a victim to my thoughts. I had a very anxious tendency, which I had gotten from my mother, bless her, She's also trying to work through that herself now, but it very much projected onto me to constantly think three steps ahead and overthink my situations and constantly think of the worst case scenario in every situation in a way to keep me safe and to make me feel 
prepared. And it's so funny because I literally remember growing up, my mum saying to me, she's like, every situation that you put yourself in, I want you or any action that you want to take as well. I want you to think about what is the worst case scenario and then do you feel safe and are you happy with that? And as a teenager, I'm like, what do you mean I have to always think of the worst case scenario to make sure that I'm safe and to make sure that I'm happy with my decision? And that's very much how I then went about my life. And I've realized now, and my mother realizes now, I've had this conversation very openly with her, me adapting to that mentality made me think that I was not ever safe unless I had constantly thought of the worst case scenario. And that also placed me in a, ten, in a way of where I was always looking for the negative. I was looking, always looking for what is the fear in this situation so I can avoid it. And that was very much how I went about my teen years and early 20s until I realized how that was a huge, 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 huge limiting belief in my life that I had to work through. And it is still something now that my mum is currently working through now that I have brought it up to her and addressed it with her. She's even gone like, oh, shit, I didn't realize that's what I was doing. I was just doing the best I could to keep you safe. And that's what it comes down to. When it comes to us having these negative thoughts, anxious thoughts and spirals, it's our brain's way of trying to keep us safe, trying to keep us in the familiar, trying to keep us in our comfort Sadly, when we are in like depressive, anxious states, that's sometimes how our brain feels safe. If we've adapted to that mentality chronically, that can feel like the safe place when you're depressed and sad and stuck in your house, right? It's a matter of just recognizing it. And I wish I could tell my younger self that I have power over these thoughts and that these thoughts don't drive my actions and behaviors if I don't want them to, right? And I guess, teach myself to have more self-awareness about the things that I was saying and have more understanding that my words are really powerful. And that's something that I just didn't quite understand or grasp in my late teens and early 20s. So that is something that I've still working on currently now to get it to that 100%, but I feel like I'm so much more aware of the words that I'm using in my everyday language and it's taken a long time to really be aware and adapt and change to saying things as if it's not going to be negative or limiting myself in some sort of way. The last thing I have written down here is what other people say about you is a reflection of themselves, not about you. I was very much bullied online all throughout my teenage years. Um, And this is back when social media really started popping up and started becoming popular was when I was in my high school time. And I was, yeah, very much bullied a lot. Um, and I received a lot of hate online and really horrible things being said to me. 
and it was really quite detrimental to my mental health and my well-being and I really took a lot of things that people would say to heart and as soon as someone would say something hateful or negative towards me I I immediately believed it to be true I immediately grabbed it and attached it to myself as oh well this is true what they're saying about me is who I am and it was really quite horrible it was a very horrible time in my life and I never did anything horribly wrong in order for these people to be bullying me so it's not that I wasn't trying I wasn't owning what I was doing if there was anything (laughs) but it was these hateful things I was attaching it to my identity and it just stuck with me and it was just like judgment after judgment hate after hate and it was just like building 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 on my chest and it just made me feel so little about myself and start to dislike myself even and it's not till now that I am god I don't even know what I I had actually left school early so I've been about seven years seven years since I've been out of school And when I look back now at all the people that had said those hurtful things to me or bullied me, I look back now and realize it was because they had also thought so little of themselves and that they needed to project that onto me in order for them to feel good and for them to not address what their issue is. Because at the end of the day, when you are judging someone for something, Or when you say something mean or hurtful about someone, you do it in order for it to make, in order for you to feel better. It makes you feel good if you are to point out and judge someone else as a deflection of yourself. I know some examples that come to my head, like when you're at the beach, right? And you see someone else with a different body type to you, immediately people will turn to the closest person to them and make a comment about their body. And this is probably due to the fact that that person is also self-conscious about their body or wants to deflect off something they're insecure about on their body and be like, oh, look at that person. Look at that particular part of their body type, right? And it's a deflection mechanism. So then people think they're getting the attention off them and putting it on someone else so people don't recognize and see the things that they are deeply insecure about all the parts that they don't like of themselves. And people will find anything about you or other people around them, anything that's going to throw off them themselves. It's going to throw away the attention off themselves and onto somebody else, right? So I wish... I had told my younger self that these people who are making hateful comments and putting judgment across me, one, don't even actually know me. So how can I, I'm not going to take on someone's opinion if they don't actually know who I am truly. Two, the things that they are saying is a reflection on themselves and not a reflection on me. And I feel that would, would have been the most important advice I would have received if I had just had someone who known or I could have gone back in time and told myself these things because all four of these things that I've just spoken about are things that I've had to deeply change within myself now being in my closer to my mid-20s 
And sadly, I find a lot of people still are stuck in these certain in certain stories and stuck with these certain topics that we've spoken about, and it's really detrimental to their lives and their mental health. I really hope this episode has been insightful and helpful. And if you are or have experienced any of these sort of things, I really hope that what I've shared can help you in some sort of way. But ultimately, the biggest advice I can take away is just take a step back be more present with yourself, have more self-awareness and start to seek support around you, right? Start to see who can help you get out of this rut or this mess. Seek support because I think that's what I had lacked growing up is having someone who could see the mess that I was putting myself in and was able to support me and change my way of thinking and have a mirror up to myself onto how it was I was causing myself to spiral. But thank you so much for listening to this full episode, letting me share a bit about my story and a bit about my insights as well too from what I've learned. I really hope that this has been helpful for you and resonated for you in some kind of way. And I appreciate you letting me be open and hold some space for me here. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for spending your time with me to learn and grow on this podcast episode. If you loved this episode, send it to a friend or share it on your social so it can help to impact others. Have a lovely rest of your week and remember to speak kind words to yourself and to others. I'll see you next week.